Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Doing good. I've been looking forward to this episode. This is uh, this brought me back down memory lane as I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid. My sister and I also watched this movie as children. I believe we recorded it on VHS off of WLVI 56. And nice. I actually recorded some of the songs off of that VHS copy onto like a cassette tape for my movie soundtrack mixtape. It also had the Howard the Duck song, Prince <laughs> from Batman, Return of the Living Dead theme, like, you know, my favorite songs I would just jam out to. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, also like to thank Amanda for this. Ah, that's cute. A little Funko. A little figurine. Audrey 2 figurine. And it's cool because it doesn't look like a Funko because they had to do the head looking like the big bud. Well, yeah. Yeah. They couldn't do like the square head. Yeah. So it actually, it, it's actually my favorite little Funko that I got. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. This one uh, is probably going to go quicker than... Our other That's episodes. what I figured. Because we're not going to sing all the songs for you. I mean, we could be like, I'm a mean green motherfucker from outer space and I'm bad. For the record, I put something out on TikTok asking what people's favorite songs were. So hopefully you get a little bit back from that. And I would have to say that I think that one is my favorite. Close that second was, is The Dentist. That was actually nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Really? That year. It didn't win, but it was the first song with profanity ever nominated oh because he says shit he says shit he says tough titty i think he says shove it maybe (laughs) (laughs) i mean all those could be considered crass i guess but i think words are crass i think titty and, and shit were the were the big ones yeah uh so i guess let's just jump right into our recipe I've got a so little. You, so, if you guys, yeah. said, I don't think we actually said that we're doing Little Shop of Horrors. We just kind of just said we watched this movie. I think when people click on the That's fans of the dead fine. Little Shop of Horrors, they might know what movie we're doing. They might, but some just blindly click. Or, or like maybe they're just doing a marathon. So this is just the next episode. We appreciate you all nighters. Or people that just fell asleep while listening. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so, recipe. This is a recipe for disaster. First one, very proud of this one. This one has been cooking since May. <laughs> I grew my own plant. A little strange and in- interesting plant, have you? And I named it Audrey Three. 
harvest it, dried it out for two weeks, and I'm proud to say we're ready to taste it. Nice. Nice. Uh, for the second one, I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? Obviously, had to do blood. So we're going traditional Irish blood sausage. I surprisingly liked blood sausage. It's not as disgusting as it sounds. And when you hear about how it's made, it's it does up the ick factor. You know, it's blood thickened with filler, shoved in an intestine, and then, you know, traditional Irish sausage. It's It's actually pretty good. So, yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, this is, I guess there's not not too much. If you want to make it more authentic to the movie, use human blood. Yeah, yeah, that's um that's a thing too. Yeah. So yeah, so little shop uh, did well, did you get the the back of the video? Uh so I'm just going to go right off of the poster because I love this description. <laughs> a singing plant, a daring hero, a sweet girl. A demented dentist. It's the most outrageous musical comedy in years. Little Shop of Horrors. 1986. 1986. Frank Oz, by the way. Yes, Frank Oz, who many people may know as Miss Piggy. And Grover. Grover, Bert, uh, Ernie the Eagle. Some people may know him as some guy. I don't know who this Yo Da. Yo Da. Yo, Dad. From one of the Star movies? Star Space yeah. Fighters? Star. <laughs> Trek Wars? <laughs> he does Yoda. He's he's a brilliant puppeteer, voice actor. He's awesome. He's obviously you, worked with Jim Henson for years upon years. I mean, would you say he's probably one of the... One of the voices, biggest voices of our childhood? Yeah, I mean, also he did Animal... Fozzie Bear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on, dude. Cookie. Cookie. Spoilers ahead. I I really, I prefer, so that it, it opens up with the, like this this monologue or the prologue or whatever. And yes, actually, that's why we're doing it today, by the way. Exactly. So September 23rd. Oh, do you want to do the monologue? Sorry. I'm, I was going to do the monologue. Okay, do it. Now, if you listen to the soundtrack version of like Spotify and the one that, that I grew up when I had it on tape, it's very dark and very almost Vincent Pricey kind of sounding. But then if you watch it on the movie, it's like, on the 23rd day of the month of September. Yeah, see, that's the one I know. Yeah. But you'll check it out on Spotify. It's It's way darker. On the 23rd day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. 
Yes, this is one of two songs that I had on my cassette. Oh, three songs. Yeah, so you get you get the trio, the uh, the the Ronettes, uh, or basically. No, like, no, well, no, well, no. Sorry. So you have they were, the the three names were taken from the Ronettes, the Chiffons, and the Crystals. Yes, yeah, so they are, they pretty much like a trip, a traditional Greek chorus. They're kind of omnipresent, although Mushnik actually like shoes them off of the the stoop at one point. So they are right. characters, but but they're not. Uh, Frank Oz right. actually wanted to shoot them with spotlights on them at all times, but it it kind of it didn't work out. So he basically compromised during the rain scene. They were the only ones dry, which is pretty cool. Like they're moving the story along. Right. And it's Tashina Arnold, who many, many people may know as Pam from Martin, Tisha Campbell, Gina. I mean, both of the, that there are many things and uh, Michelle Weeks, but yeah, so we got the crystals, the Ronettes and the chiffons. They're Crystal, Ronette, and Chiffon. Basically, three girl groups, three trios from New York. And I'd like to say, last night we were watching Goodfellas, and I noticed all three of these groups are on the soundtrack. Yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so, it you know, it, it opens up, uh, this is dilapidated uh, flower shop, Mushnik's, like he and he's just like kind of reading the newspaper. They don't have any business. Seymour's downstairs, like played by Rick Moranis. He's just smashing shit, falling down off of shelves. And, uh, you know, he's like yelling down. He's like, what are you doing? Nothing, sir. Yeah. Kinda, so, so he's a slob he's in a his slob. own words and mushnicks. Now, this whole story, we have to shout out, obviously, the Broadway play uh, where it it originated. All the music was done by Alan Menken and Mm -hmm. Howard Ashman. They actually went on to do Little Mermaid, Aladdin. They've done many things together. Actually, one song, we'll get there. But, you know, brilliant music. But we have to rewind further than 1984 to all the way back to 1960. Uh, Roger Corman. Roger Corman made a movie called Bucket of Blood. And the sets are still up. He shot that movie in five days, and his buddy dared him that he couldn't make a movie in two days. Obviously, he took him up on it. Used the same sets, almost the same story. That story is about a guy who accidentally kills a cat and hides it with clay and people think it's a sculpture and they're like, oh, brilliant, you're brilliant. And then like a person dies, he covers that person in clay. Now he's got a new sculpture and he's getting all all these, you know, fame and riches for basically accidents. So he kind of recycles the story, the comedy. And in two days, they come up with this brilliant, thing that we're still talking about jack nicholson's first role not his leave well first, not his first role, role but one, one of his one... first roles yeah. he actually was a writer and he was friends with roger corman and he's yeah. like yeah hell yeah do that for you i could play yeah. crazy 
He's like, I don't know. You seem like a, a really straightforward actor. I don't I know believe, if you can play crazy. I believe Dick Miller was in it. and um, Dick Miller was in it, yeah. Yeah, as he is in most Roger Corman type movies. Yeah. Yeah. A that, lot that's of like his movies. guy. That's yeah, like, that, you know, that's his, that's his guy. But anyway, so, you know, while Seymour is destroying the, uh, the downstairs, he's listening to the radio. Well, the, he picks up the radio off the floor. We hear John Candy, also known in the movie as Wink Wilkerson. And uh, basically was just saying that President John F. Kennedy was fielding questions about the total eclipse of the sun. Now, that's all you Total really eclipse of the sun. And um, we meet Audrey One, who's played by Ellen Green. Also was on the stage play. Yeah. She was Audrey there, too. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, she comes walking in, she's like, ah, good morning, Mr. Mushnick. Uh, good morning, it's closing times. Where, where'd, you, where'd you get that shiner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For and a very she, light movie, it gets really dark. Dark. And she's just like, a shiner? I don't know, I, I can't get uh, A lot of the, 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 uh, the Jewish, like, uh, like, accents and... Yeah. And, like, the way they, I don't know how you put it, like, their mannerisms, if you will, came from the original Roger Corman yeah. uh, script. I forget the, who the writer that he worked with, but his mother actually played Seymour's mother in the movie. She worked with vaudeville, and that's how, like, a lot of yeah. the setups went. Yeah, so, and of course, Mushnik's like, ah, you know what, I'm starting to think he is not such a nice boy. That nice boy <laughs> would be Oren. Oren Played Scavelli. by Steve Martin. Steve Martin, who did an amazing job in this movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. For the, he for the short reminded of time that he me of Dennis Hopper from Blue Velvet. You know, when he just <laughs> takes the mask and he's like, I <laughs> 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 It's like, oh, whoa. Yeah, and, you know, most Nick's like, ah, we haven't made any sales. He's like, I'm closing the store between my misfit employees, bums on the sidewalk. My life is a living hell. And it's where you see the, the, the trio outside on the stoop. And um, he's like, shouldn't you be in school? How do you expect to better yourselves? Better ourselves? Man, when you on Skid Row, ain't no such thing. That's what goes into, well, Skid Row. Probably my favorite song on the it, soundtrack. It, it, it's up there. Um, the opening, the, the old lady that you see at the beginning, uh, she was a Tony-nominated actress, Bernice Ray, uh, Redding. But I guess it was it was reported originally that her voice was overdubbed by Michelle Weeks. But I guess like she sang that part live on set. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This is a this is actually like a cool thing because it's like one set when Seymour goes down like into an alley and like you know you got like the bums like climbing the fences almost reminded me of like Walking Dead type shit. That that scene freaked me out when I was a kid because it's exactly what I thought of. I was like, oh my god, there's zombies and he's kind of freaked out and he's talking about like I want to leave this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a really really shitty neighborhood, you know what the locals can sing really well. <laughs> Down on skid. <laughs> oh yeah. So so the three of them, Audrey, Bushnick, Seymour, there there's no friggin' business. 
He's like, forget it. Don't bother coming in tomorrow. And then Audrey tells Seymour, you know what? Why don't, why don't you bring up that plant you have downstairs? This weird plant. You mean the marijuana? That'll make put Mushnick in a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, but she doesn't feel real well. So he puts it in the window. Within a few seconds, this businessman comes in, and he's just like, well, first, like, Mushnick's like, you can't just put a plant in the window and expect people to... And the guy walks in. Excuse me, where did you get that strange and inciting plant? Well, you know the total eclipse of the sun the other day? Goes into that song, Dadu. So he essentially... Audrey he, too. He bought it off an old Chinese man for, for $1.95. And I love how he says that, the, the, the you know, it, Mr. Chang is like, I don't have anything for you today. And then everything goes dark. And he's like, hey, what about that? And he's like, I've never seen that before. $1.95. <laughs> so the old man sold it to me anyway. But yeah, so total eclipse of the sun. This thing comes down from space and this Venus flytrap type thing just shows up and he buys it. And so he's like, that's a great story. Hey, while I'm here, I'll get 50 bucks worth of like roses. It's like, $50. Can you break 100? Oy vey. No. no. I'll just take a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. There's probably a, a lot of money. I mean, because that was that was the early '60s, so that's probably a yeah. I, I love how like this. So it's 1986 when the movie comes out, and they're like, a couple days ago, in a different decade, not too long ago, it, they're talking about like the '60s. Yeah, it, this was somewhere between '61 and '63. Yeah. So yeah, so all of a sudden they get this big rush at the store. People are buying shit like crazy and then all of a sudden he's like oh, i'm gonna take you all up for dinner and then the plant collapses and he's just like you're not going anywhere audrey's going on a date and he's like are we still going out no you're you're taking care of this this fucking plant okay yeah. and he goes downstairs and like he pricks his finger like on some like rose stems and he's like sucking on his finger and then he hears the plant like yeah, like a baby with a baby bottle. Yeah, it was... Like, at this point, it's pretty cute. You know, it's like a little Maxwell yeah. house coffee can, and it's like this little tiny plant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goes into grow for me and realizes that he's got to feed him blood. And it was actually pretty funny. He's he's just like, what the hell? And he goes to give him his regular finger, and the, the plant's just like... Yeah, it, like, wilts again. Yeah. So after Seymour goes upstairs, like, he he kind of pushes, trying to push his way out of the Maxwell House can and, and literally grows on the spot. Yep. Gets a radio interview with Wink Wilkerson, played by John Candy. Uh, I did like the moment when he's waiting in the waiting room and the oh, secretary the, the... bends over and it's just like the shot of her ass and the uh, the plant is, like, trying to take a, a bite of her ass. <laughs> it's, it's, like, <laughs> wide open. It's He's like, you know, I won't take regular, you know, flesh because I prefer blood, but I'll take a bite out of that. It was also red. Oh, yeah, sure. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but this is, he's going to be on Wink Wilkerson's Weird World. And uh, it's, uh, he he gets into the to the studio and, like, he, John Candy's just kind of, like, fucking with him. And he's like, you're like, where, 
where the hell did you, where the hell did you get this thing? And he goes through the whole, well, he's about to go through the whole story. And um, the girls, the, the trio outside are talking to Audrey and like telling, telling her she shouldn't be with like the dentist. And what about Seymour? And then she's just like, no, I, I, you know what? No, like, I don't deserve him. Like, whatever. And then it goes into somewhere that's green. Uh, I'd like to stop you right there. Okay. So like I said before, Alan Menken, Howard Ashman went on to do The Little Mermaid. And they based part of your world on somewhere that's green. And you can definitely see the similarities. Uh, Oh, shit. Like, I Mm -hmm. I can hear that. Like, it's like immediately. Yeah. Uh, So basically, the song almost got cut from the, the movie. Uh, the Little Mermaid, that is, because yeah. they showed it to test audiences before, like it was colored in and it was, you know, like just stenciled. And kids were kind of like playing in their seats, not paying attention. Why would they pay attention? It like looks like shit. Have you seen like some of the sketches, like the yeah. rough cuts of Disney movies? Like, I, yeah. if I was a kid, I would, you know, my kids, we went to Frozen 2. I was running up and down the aisles. And that's a finished product, you know? He didn't care. <laughs> it's hard to get kids to pay attention to anything. Oh my god, the first like three movies we took Lily to actually Angry Birds was our first movie and actually she was pretty good. Then we took her to see Sing and she was less good. And it was just like trying to get her to like I'm like, what the hell? There's little animals singing really good songs. Come on. Yeah. Sit still. But, but anyway, they stuck to their guns and they're like this. So this is basically on Broadway, it's called the I Want song. It's where you have a character that wants something. And it's part of their story arc. So it's kind of important. And they're like, okay, we'll try it out again. And, you know, they showed it to another test uh, audience when the animation was done. And they liked it more. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, I mean, that, that whole song is like her just fantasizing about her future life with Seymour. They have this nice house with the picket fence, a nice green yard. Things like are, that. Are we going to go through all the songs? I'm just saying it's, you know, she actually does want to be with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she has a whole other song about it, too, you know. This well, is true. Yeah, so while they go through another song, uh, Seymour's downstairs. He's just kind of, like, sitting there. I believe it's uh, some fun now. So he's like, he's having fun, and he's just... Like feeding the plant, feeding the plant, feeding the plant. He's, he's like, getting drained. He's getting drained. He's, like he's getting drained. He's, he's losing a lot of blood. Right. He's like, I can't. I can't do this. Yeah. And um, so like the next day, like Audrey too is like, he, he's huge now. This huge, f- fucking plant. Obviously, like people have come in to see it. The store is crazy busy. Uh, there was a cool reference here to the original. So. Mr. Mushna comes out and he's just like, "Hey, like, did you did you forget about Mrs. Shiva? What about Mrs. Shiva?" And she was one of the first characters that you see in the original movie in 1960. Yes. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. And Seymour and Audrey are kind of having like a little bit of moment while she's helping him get like his friggin' arrangement together that he completely forgot about. And uh, he's just, she's like, you know, you, sh- you like you have like low self confidence. You can be better. Like, you know, go shopping. Buy something for yourself. He's like, I'm not good at shopping. And she's like, I could help you. Oh, you could, you, you'd you be seen in public with me? <laughs> and 
And she's like, yeah, totally. Want to do that tonight? I can't. I have I have a date. And Mostrick's like, what What kind of... He's a professional. What kind of professional wears a black leather jacket and rides a motorcycle? Steve Martin does. Steve Martin does. And then sings With his Arlie. Elvis wig. <laughs> his Elvis wig. I mean, so it goes into the dentist song, but like... The, this was always my favorite as a kid, just because it was hilarious. Like this, when I, this is about this time when I started checking out, and I'm like not paying attention anymore. I had a very mm-hmm. short attention span. Oh, as a kid? Yeah, uh, like, okay, can we fast forward to more of the plant? Yeah, but I mean, you watch it now, it's hilarious. He like jumps in his office, he's punching out his nurse, he ripped the doll head off, like the little girl's doll. Yeah, he's talking about how he's a crazy person. His mom's like, oh, what are we going to do? You know what you should do? Because he's such a psycho killing cats. And he mentions, like, other horrible things that he does. Guppies. Oh, he kills puppies and guppies. She's like, you should be a dentist. Uh, Yeah. So, (laughs) like, the end, there was, like, this dude, like, hanging from the ceiling. He's like, "Uh, I don't want to get up. And then just sprays water in his mouth. Mm -hmm. So he got the... He was okay, like, of all the things that it seems like he's done to people. And then, so we actually, like, meet him as he's uh, coming to pick up Audrey. Like, his motorcycle literally, fa- like, flies in from the sky. Because <laughs> he, like, freaking jumped something when he went down the alleyway. It looked like the way the thing was shot, it looked like the motorcycle just, like, came down from the sky. Yeah. So he picks up Audrey while sniffing friggin' laughing gas, like, the whole time. He's just like, I know you. You're, uh, Cecil. <laughs> Simon? And, uh, Audrey, not interrupts, he wasn't saying anything, but she's like, oh, Seymour. And he's like, somebody talking to you. And then, like, just basically show, like, he's just... Like, we needed more reasons to know that this guy's a jerk. He just did a whole song about killing animals and even his mother said you're a piece of shit i think you should be someone that inflicts pain on others either you're going to be a dominatrix or a dentist yeah dentist worked out for him he didn't have the tits to be a dominatrix yes this is true and then so they go off on their date while she's she's like literally audrey's like literally pushing the bike with him on it (laughs) like back way down the alleyway and then like they take off. She's sitting like side saddle. I'm like, that can't be safe. No. Yeah. You know, Audrey too and Seymour are like having, it's a, he's like, I don't know. Like, like, I don't know what she sees in this guy. And then of course he's just like, feed me. Feed like, Wait. me. Wait, you feed talk? me Seymour. And we get to meet the voice of Audrey too. Levi Stubbs. The lead singer of the Four Tops. Yeah, but yeah, so he's just like, uh, they go through the whole song. He's like, I don't know anyone who deserves to die, and I have so many strong reservations about murder. <laughs> and so it cuts to like a scene where he, Orin drops Audrey off, and he's like, "You stupid bitch, you fell off the motorcycle." Who the Sorry, fuck doctor. does that? Sorry, doctor. And and they're all of a sudden, you know, Seymour's just like, all right, this fucker has to die. I would love for Bradley Cooper from The Hangover to just pop in at this point and go, actually, he's not a doctor, he's a dentist. 
That's great. So yeah, he's just like, yeah, this 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 motherfucker has to die. He looks like plant food to me. And uh, so it cuts to the the dentist office where Arthur Denton, played by Bill Murray, is anxiously awaiting his dental appointment. So basically, he just he keeps he wants a long, slow oh. root canal. He's like, am I next? I don't know. I'm off duty. So he he you know, he brings him in, and th- this dude. He's like one of those chatterbox patients while like Orin's putting like these crazy freaking dental tools like on the on the uh the, the tray and he's just like, oh god. But he seems to really love the pain, which pisses Orin off and basically he just throws him out. He throws him the fuck out because he couldn't take the screaming of candy bar. I don't know. He's he's just like, what kind of psycho likes to be like in pain but while that's going on seymour shows up in the waiting room hearing this whole thing go on so he kicks friggin bill murray out who tries to steal one of his friggin tools he starts to walk back to his office he turns around and he's just like does he scare you yes were you locked in if i grab this and try to grab one of your incisors no then get in the fucking chair I want to know where Seymour found a gun. Um, I don't know. Maybe Mushnick had one somewhere. I mean, it is Skid Row. Hmm. Yeah, true. He probably did steal it from Mushnick. Good call. And uh, so he throws him in the chair, and he's like, wait a minute. I know you. Your teeth suck. So I'm going to do some like shit to you. He's got this old rusty drill that he's like dangling in front of him. And he decides, wait a minute, I need to be on laughing gas while I do this to you. And he has this crazy contraption. <laughs> this crazy contraption. It goes around his, it's like a backpack. It it's, looked like if you've ever gone to a Grateful Dead concert, like you have all like the people outside with the little balloon things. And this is like that times 10. Yeah, 100%. And... He goes to, like, shut it off, and he breaks the valve, and he's kind of fucked at this point. Yeah, well, mind you, he's at gunpoint, and he's asking Seymour for help, but he's like, oh, you wouldn't help me, of course. <laughs> he's, last, he's, like, he's dying, he's but he's like, like I'm asphyxiating. <laughs> what I ever do to you? Well, it's what you, what you did to her. Her who? Oh. Oh. Her. Yeah, so he just collapses, and then, of course, Seymour wraps him up and drags him back to the place and literally chops him up. Well, he gets to... He, he's, well, he tries to feed him more, He has first. more reservations about chopping him up, but Audrey's yeah, basically he, like, chop him up. Yeah, he, he wants to... He's just, here, take this, and he's, no, chop him up. Oh, fuck. And then... While he's doing that, actually, it was a pretty cool shot with, like, the silhouette with him, like, holding the axe and stuff. Yeah. I mean, a but, lot of these shots were, were done really cool. There was a lot yeah. of cool choreographing. I mean, brilliant stage to film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, de- definitely a lot of cool things. Unfortunately, Mushnick sees the whole thing. And uh, so the next morning, while Audrey's, like, talking to the cops... Seymour is like, uh, hey, so what'd the cops say? What, like, what's going on? 
It's like, ah, Oren disappeared. Like, oh, but like, like, what, 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 what do they say though? Like, do they know anything? <laughs> She's just he's like, like, no, he's just, gone. They, they suspect foul play. Like his whole office was like disheveled. And then he's just like, well, it wouldn't be so terrible that he's gone, right? She's like, she's well, like, actually, he's my boyfriend, you jerk. She's like, that's a terrible thing to say. He's like, but I'm not wrong, right? She's like, well, actually, no, it'd be like a miracle. And of course, then they sing to each other. The, the whirlwind of emotions that we're feeling right now in this one moment. <laughs> There's so much going on. So after they're finished singing to each other, Mushnik confronts Seymour. He's just and they, like, and you're right, because he has the gun. So yeah. Rick Moranis, or Seymour, rather, must have put the gun back, and now Mushnik yeah. is holding him at, at gunpoint, and he's like, I'm going to turn you into the police. No, wait, actually, tell me how to feed the plant first. Yeah, uh, feed them on Thursdays. That, that yeah, seems yeah, like not a lot. Uh, well, he says wa- just water him, uh, the plant on Thursdays. Yeah, water, now, i got to say, yeah, for, for my Audrey 3... Uh, overwatering is a, a big problem that many people yeah. come into. So, I mean, maybe Audrey 2 comes from a planet where there's not a lot of water. Well, maybe. I mean, clearly it drinks blood. <laughs> and so, you know, he's he's dragging him upstairs, you know, at gunpoint. And um, he's just like, but whatever you do. And he's, like, backing up towards the plant. He and almost like, says, don't get too close to the plant. And then the plant's just like, nope. Yeah, just, this was badass. Like, this was actually pretty, because he turns around, he's like, what the fuck? And then just, yup, just slurps him down like a piece of spaghetti. Yeah. And it was awesome. So I do want to say, I mean, besides the whole moving of a dead body, chopping up a dead body, he hasn't killed anybody. No. Well, those are one th- one of the things that he said. He's like, "All right, fine. I chopped him up, but I didn't kill him." Mhm. So he's not a murderer. No. He's an accomplice. He's an ac- accomplice. He disembodied somebody, you know, just he just didn't kill him. Mhm. So that's one less charge he has to worry about, I guess. <laughs> I think Disposing of a body is a, it's a big charge. But did, I, I think in his defense, big, scary, monster, alien plant that sings at you. That <laughs> sings at you. Like, you know, from outer space. I'd be like, you know, I was a little scared for my life. Yeah. I felt coerced. Uh, so now, you know, Seymour's becoming famous. Like, he's getting all these offers. And he's just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Like, this is too much. Um, he, he basically gets, like, shoved into the store by this, like, he's trying to get into the store. There's a big crowd outside. He gets pushed into, like, this like this TV station is, like, set up in there. And he's just like, hey, tell me what your secret is with this fucking plant. And he's just like, um, uh, you know what? I'm... And then the plant, like, falls down. He's just... And the, the TV host was just like, what 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 the hell happened? Like, where where's the plant food? I'll 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 fucking feed it. Kicks everybody out. And Audrey's like, You're acting fucking weird. What do you want to do? Like like you have they're gonna come back tomorrow with all this money. He's like, 
all right, let's 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 take the money. We'll go marry me. We'll go get married tonight. We'll leave tomorrow. We'll we'll just get out of here. So he's gonna go pack up and go, and he's trying to sneak out of the the flower shop. And of course, he's just like feed me. He's like, no, like I'm not getting right. you like shit. Like I'm done. He's just like tough titty. <laughs> he's like, I'll I'll fine. I'll go to the store. I'll get you some ground round. He's like, don't no, you. Do me no favors. The vernacular for that. Um, where did that come from, tough titty? Does that mean like you can't get milk because the boob has gone hard, like dry? It's like a saw. So- it's like solid now, and you can't. You can't. Uh, I I don't. And you I can't get know. any milk out of it. I I didn't I didn't research that. I I'm sorry. I'm curious about the English language. It's it's a it's a strange and interesting thing. <laughs> So he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go grab you some ground beef. He's like, yeah, don't do me any favors. Like, fine, but you're not getting dessert. So he goes to do that. And in the meantime, he sees Audrey and can pick up the phone and apparently knows Audrey's phone number. Everybody on the block knows Audrey's phone number. (laughs) But he's a plant. I mean, it was the 60s. It's not like your phone number was like you know, 12 back then. Well, think about it this way. Uh, He doesn't have eyes. I was going to say, I bet you right next to the phone, well, not Seymour's number because he lives in the basement, but I bet you Audrey's number is right next to the phone because it's the other employee. Yeah, I guess so. And then all of a sudden... Operator, get me Audrey (laughs) 1. Excuse me, what? You know, Audrey 1. You know, the chick with the high voice that has no self-esteem. As opposed to me. And the cleavage. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the freaking phone cord is now this long-ass, like, 18-feet freaking phone cord. As most phone cords were back in the day. Especially so, the <laughs> kitchen one, for some reason. The one on the well, wall in the kitchen. could all You could, like, stretch it and go into the bathroom. So it was, like, late at night. And you'd be like, hey, babe. What's going on? Why are you whispering? Shh, shh, shh. My mom might hear. And then, like, you can hear that click. Michael, go to bed. <laughs> so, yeah, so, she, so he calls Audrey and starts singing to her. And she's like, oh, shit, like, you can talk. Uh, he's like, why don't you come over and, like, feed me? So he... It, she goes to, to do that, and, you know, that doesn't end well. But Seymour comes to the rescue, saves her from literally almost being swallowed, because she was, like, halfway... Her like, legs going. were hanging out of the plant. Yeah. And for some reason, I think maybe maybe it was tough titty, you know? She got <laughs> lodged in the, the plant's throat and couldn't slurp her down like he did with uh, fat-ass Mushnik, who went down like you said spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so and he you know pulls her out to the to the street and and she's okay. Like, this is where the... we have to pause. Are we going with the theatrical ending? I mean, that's what I know. Okay, so continue. That's the one I knew too. So he's just like, all right, like she's like, what the hell's going on? She's like, I have to end this, and so he's gonna go take care of the plant but first we get a cameo by jim belushi 
Uh, Patrick hey, Martin. you want to make some money? Um, marketing director for Martin Botanical something or other, whatever. World Botanical Enterprises. World Botanical. World Botanical Enterprises, yes. Um, you want to make a lot of money. So basically he wants to take leaf cuttings and basically make Audrey twos in every household. He's just like, no. Oh, no, that's a bad idea. That's a terrible idea. So he makes his way back to, Seymour makes his way back to the flower shop, and he's just like, you know what you were doing the whole time. He's just like, no shit, Sherlock. So you you wanted to do, like, freaking world domination. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's essentially what it is. And basically, you have all these little Audrey twos like coming out of like the little pod. little pods. That was pretty awesome. They like he busts out of the friggin' pot and it goes into the whole like mean green mother from outer space was. I'm a mean which, green motherfucker from outer space and I'm bad. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 uh. There's some there's some you know ball busting. Yeah, no this this was this was a cool sequence because he's just like destroying the friggin' uh, flower shop. Plant shop. He rips the columns, and he's just like, bye-bye, Seymour, and just rips the whole building down, or at least the the ceiling. And, uh, you know, so there's some exposed wires, and somehow, under exposed wires, and Seymour is... plenty of, like, broken concrete and bricks. Yeah, ceiling tiles, and he just reaches out, fortunately grabs the exposed wire in the correct spot. Yeah. And then... Knows exactly where a plant, whatever it is. A vine. Vine, and electrocutes the shit out of them. And the plant explodes. The plant explodes, yes. But it's, oh, shit. (laughs) I don't know what it said in the version that I saw, because it definitely didn't say, oh, shit, on channel 56 when I saw that, probably in, like, 91. It was probably like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always knew it as, oh, shit. But yeah, blows up the plant. You know, Seymour gets back to Audrey. And then, you know, basically fast forwards. They're running to their little picket fence house. And everybody is happy. And the movie is over. Not exactly, because it. Zooms into their garden, and oh, you and see a little Audrey too, bud, uh, growing. So it just goes to show you, you keep your demons at bay, but they're always there under the surface, waiting, biding their time. So that was a theatrical version. So originally they'd shot the, the version from the original musical where the plant actually kills Audrey, well, basically, he saves her, kind of, but she's got a mortal wound, and she's like, feed me to the plant so we can always be together, and then he feeds her to the plant, and then basically, it's like, well, I want to die, too, and then the plant ends up tearing down, like, the Brooklyn Bridge, the army's in, it's, like, taking down the Statue of Liberty, and then it comes out of the screen, and it is like, bam, world domination, bitch. And it actually is to the song Don't Feed the Plants, which is my least favorite song. But whatever they oh. offer, don't feed the plants. It's like the most show tune-ish song yeah. on the It, it, the it really is. I, I mean, most of it is set up like doo-wop 
style. Yeah, I mean, because it's the 60s. Yeah. Um, the original ending from the like the movie, they're uh, having a big showcase for when the buds open and this lady's going to give Seymour you know, a shit ton of money. And the he ends up getting eaten by the plant. The buds open and all the people that died that he fed to the plant, like all their faces are there. And then, like, the bud opens and his face is there. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know? So very different ending. But I like the theatrical ending. I like how they have a happy ending. But it's like, it's it's one of those, the end, question mark? Yeah. Because the plant's still there. I mean, it's it's a weed. You, you kill the weed over here, but the roots are underground. I've got this Japanese knotwood that since we moved to this house... I've been battling like it's a lot better now but it's still popping up like on the street like it's not my property anymore but it's there and I don't want the roots to come back under the rock wall you know back into my garden but it's just you know Audrey yep. too always plotting and planning so what are you rating the movie I'm giving this a solid four and a half this this is this means a lot to me. Like this, this reminds me of good times. I loved watching this movie with my sister, and it it's just it's just fun. You know, my dad and I would would, would listen to the soundtrack all the time in the car. Like it, it it just reminds me of good times. Okay, I also have some nostalgia for it. Uh, me and my sister also watched this movie a lot. We actually had this weird folding chair like thing. It was like basically three cushions like one's like a pillow and then two equal sized cushions that you know it folds out to like a little couch like not a couch but like a recliner thing you could stretch your legs on and then it would turn into a chair but you flipped it up upside down and now it's a mouth so it's a giant plant (laughs) and we like we'd like you know like eat each other with it like look it's Audrey (laughs) too oh no didn't really jam out to the soundtrack too much, except for, you know, the uh, Little Shop of Horrors actual song. I would jam to that one. So for nostalgia's sake, I am going to give it an extra brain. So two brains. Brain. Okay. Fair enough. Not really a fan of musicals. Like I said, I... like it would lose me and I'd end up having to fast forward to like the next death. Like that's the big thing with musicals that like I I, I get lost. No, I and I get it, and I get like half the movie is is like the music, and I mean that's a silly <clears throat> that's a silly complaint. I mean that's just why you know I'm only giving it two brains, and I, I want to read a review right here because a lot of the reviews I were reading, they would give it bad reviews, and they're like, oh, there was too many songs. It's a musical. I'm sorry, like, but if you if you went into this movie and you didn't know, like. Uh, at this point in in, in life. Like, so here know. we go. This is a one-star review. Warning, spoilers. This is actually a long one, but I'll try to read it verbatim. The Little Shop of Horrors was not all that impressive. I had heard the title before and was expecting something that was somewhat intriguing, but I was completely wrong. I found the film extremely bizarre and was not able to really gain any interest did you in say, the film. Did you say bizarre? I'm reading it verbatim. Okay. I didn't fucking write it. 
<laughs> like, pff, shit, man. A lot of people don't know how to spell. You'd think spell check would be a thing, but, you know. Uh, or the storyline itself. As if the story was not bad enough, the lighting made it hard to pay close attention and the acting completely turned me off. Are you trying to jerk off to it? The message portrayed by the film was not interesting at all because it was illustrated with poor supporting details and unrealistic events. It's a story about an alien plant. <laughs> a musical. Like, what were you expecting? This is, this is by the same guy. That, like, did, like, Labyrinth and the Muppets, the Dark Crystal. Like, okay. All sorry. amazing things, by the way. Yes. Yeah. All, oh, yeah. Lo- love all those things. I love this movie. But, uh, anyway. Although this can be calcified as a love story, which happens to be my favorite, I was disappointed by the film. Even though Seymour is willing to do whatever it takes in order to impress Audrey and obtain her love, killing people and feeding a plant is not romantic. (laughs) I suppose this film would impress people who enjoy this type of genre, but even then, I am not oh sure. I would not recommend this film to anyone. I feel like they read way too deep into this. Uh, like, uh, Like, of course, murdering people for your love is not romantic unless you are Mickey or Mallory. Like... It only works in certain settings. So I get that. But technically, he didn't murder anyone. No, he didn't. No. No, he did not murder one person. He did not. Unless you count Audrey as a person. He didn't murder her. I mean, Audrey, too. Oh, okay. The plant. I mean, it was definitely a living thing. It was sent... It talked. It sang. Very well, by the way. I mean, obviously, the lead singer of the Four Tops, like Motown royalty, bro. Yeah, I got you. Fan feedback. Yeah, so I threw up on Twi- um, TikTok. What uh, you know? What's 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 your favorite song from Little Shop of Horrors? And I got a couple reply. It is D Dash Nice, Elvira in parentheses. Uh, she loves dentist, or, or they love dentist. I can't really. And um, another one, Rydars82 loves the opening song Skid Row. Nice. Yeah, uh, I loved Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, but I mean, the yeah. prologue, Little Shop Horrors, that's my favorite song. Skid Row, probably my second favorite, then Mean Green. Uh, I like to do, it's like a minute long. It's it is, quick, but it's, it's sweet. It's basically, I'm just going. While he's telling the story. So I like that. It's exposition. It's important. Uh, Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. I love that because it's the first time she talks or he talks. Yeah, I I think maybe it's a sexless sexless plant. I don't know. Probably. Um, But I really loved Supper Time. When Mushnick has Dude at Gunpoint. Uh, I just love how, like, you now. see, you see, like, the girls walk by. You just see their legs walk by in the foreground, and it's just like it's kind of like eerie. It's mm-hmm. like almost a horror movie type song. It's like, Supper time. Like, I, I just, I love that part of the movie. Like, it was on, brilliantly choreographed. On. Like, yeah, wicked cool. I right. think it's supper time. So I asked, what are your thoughts on Little Shop of Horrors? And of course, I had the 
the three women, look out, look out, look out. So Betty Boo says, these three were the real stars. Lady B says, best movie ever. Anomaly Rising, The Librarian, says one of my favorite movies of all time. Lauren, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I agree with Darcy. Rick Moranis is adorable. All right. Doug of the Dead. I adore it. The first horror flick I showed my boy. That's pretty cool. Fucking Uncle Dave. Love it. Chris Dion Willett. Love it. Especially Steve Martin as the dentist. Sir Raphael Raggedy Ramirez III. It's a damn classic. Ah, man with Pez. I love excellence. Horror retrospective. Love it. Be excellent to each other. Great movie and even better musical. Horror parody. Love emoji. Popcorn emoji. I love that movie. Daniel Sciarra. Brilliant at every level. Glenn Taft, simply brilliant. Lee Kindler, classic. Danny C, terrific. James, I love Ellen Green. And let me tell you, little boy me did too. Oh my goodness. Marjorie's Gay Latrine, Tish Campbell and Tishina Arnold obviously had to respond with a gift from Martin, from Pam and Gina. Functionally flawed, I'd own that shop. Seems interesting. Yes, it does. Strange and interesting. Lady Lori Beachbum, be a dentist. Robert Roots saw it 11 times in the movie theater. Saw it on Broadway. Stan Winston Studios deserved an Oscar for Audrey 2 FX. And I do believe so did everyone that did the puppetry. Like, that is amazing. The way they did the lips that made it work to the, the mouth movements, I know they had to, like, slow it down so it, it worked better, and, like, everyone else kind of had to play along with that. Mainly Rick Moranis and Ellen Green, they did an amazing job on that. Captain Cartoon, 1983, love it! Ed Reed, both versions are fun. Martin Duncan Harkins, watched it once. You know what, for a musical, it was okay as a horror. Well, I did watch it, uh, meh, for Rocky Horror Wannabe. Remember watching Rocky Horror Film, that was brilliant comedy horror, love story, and yes, musical, great film. Okay. Uh, Blood, Bat, Black Heart. Love it now, but man, this movie scared me as a little kid. I ran out of the room crying when the plant ate Steve Martin. Yeah, I could see that. James Connell, best original soundtrack to a movie musical ever. Yeah, I mean, still rocking it. Freddie Richards, fun and nicely made musical. The Tash, one of my... All-time favorite musicals. Ooh, favorite with a U. You must be across the pond. BJ, the dentist really is nightmare fuel. I don't like the scene when he's all high and stuff. Amy Espinoza, absolute heart. Tina Louise, love the original, hate the musical version. And I, I get that. I mean, how could you take a movie and make it a musical or vice versa. Like, I saw the musical first, and then I saw the original, and it's like, whoa, what is this? They're two totally different animals. Um, you can't really... I mean, you can compare them, obviously, but yeah, here we go. David Allen, love the movie. Love the soundtrack. Aaron Mefford, Team Crystal. 
Gee, love it, but wish people knew the director's cut that out there isn't really a director's cut, but some unfinished rough effects without many other elements. Wish someone would fund a real one. True that. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Van Lone, a.k.a. TMN. To be honest, I was scared of this movie when I was a little boy. Weird, right? Fast forward, as I got older, it's a guilty pleasure for a fan of Rick Moranis. Thumbs up. Uh, Marjorie's Gaylor Treen also said, I forgot Tisha was doing her thing even in the 80s. Who remembers rags to riches? Wilson Gill, Death 42 Gasm. I love the original and the remake. A Black Heart, such a fan. BK Remeral. Fun stuff. Motorhead 711, hashtag SCM. Kaka. I responded to him, well put. So, I mean, I think everyone loves this movie, except people that went into Don't. it not knowing it was a musical, I guess, or it, it, thinking that it was going to be a realistic It was a Broadway show. <laughs> it was a Broadway show. How do you not know this? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> this is kind of like uh, The Last Drive-In. They're like, okay, it's Roger Corman night. And Darcy comes out and she's dressed like Audrey yep. from the 86 version. She's got the Audrey 2 like puppet on her hand. And I'm like, oh shit, they're going to show it. Not th- thinking it's Roger Corman night. And then they come out with the 1960 version. And I'm just like, what? What the fuck? Like, I feel like that's how people went into this. Like, just yeah, they might have. Completely blind. I don't know. Loved it as a kid. It's a it's yeah, a pretty no, cool definitely. movie. Look look at the the cast. So many funny people in this movie. It's a oh. it's a riot. I mean it's stacked. I mean, I mean Rick Moranis, obviously Ellen Green, Vincent Gardenia, uh, who played Mushnick, Steve Martin, Bill Murray, Jim Belushi. Granted, their roles were small, but they John were still Candy. in the movie. John Candy. And I, I suggest if you've only seen the theatrical version, go on YouTube right now and Google the uh, the alternate ending. It's worth I'm a watch. Getting, and it's as soon as we're done, hilarious. I'm actually go watch it. it. It's really funny. And a lot of people at first were really mad that they changed the play version. But, I mean, people that watch movies are a different breed. Yeah. You know, they want a happy ending. And that's why I think Frank Oz nailed it with the happy or is it ending because i love that like subtle of like the little bud it's like i'm still here (laughs) i'm a mean green motherfucker all right horror babe of the month yes heather graham love heather graham yes so uh obviously we picked her because she is in suitable flesh coming out it may be out right no i don't think it's out yet as of yet i know it's theatrical release is in october i know it's coming to shutter maybe in november uh joe lynch directed it based off october looks like october 27th nice based off hp lovecraft story uh go see the red band trailer right now it looks awesome barbara crampton's in it yep barbara crampton uh she was I mean, first thing I saw her in was License to Drive with the Corys way back in the day. She was in... Dude, that was like my favorite Corys movie. Yeah. I don't know why. What a duo those were. My favorite Corys movie was The Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that one one was a fun one. Uh, Uh, The Stand. 
she the was remake, in the stand. The she, the yeah, stand. she played Rita Blakemore. She was in Twin Peaks. Also, you know, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. She played Annie Blackburn. She played the stab version of Casey in Scream 2. Yep. I know a lot of people are going to say Roller Girl from Boogie Nights, obviously. Uh, on the calendar over here, I've got a picture from her from Anger Management. She played a really small role, but she wore a Red Sox bikini. So that's obviously awesome because, you know, we're from Massachusetts. She was the 98 version of Lost in Space. She was in From Hell, which is a really cool movie. I don't really hear a lot about. uh, It's about Jack the Ripper or trying to solve the Jack the Ripper murders. Not sure if uh, if you saw this. It's I guess you could call it some sort of like horror, more like fantasy. But uh, Horns with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh yeah, the based on the Joe Hill story. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's really good movie. Yeah, I have. Uh, heard good things about that. Um, she was in a few episodes of Californication. She was in The Hangover. She was Felicity Shagwell in Austin Powers. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have. Yes. Uh, Say It Isn't So. That's another underrated comedy. <laughs> like twisted, I think late 90s gross-out comedy. Oh, and From Hell with uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, so basically Johnny Depp is a detective trying to solve the Jack the Ripper yeah. murders, and he's an opium-addled guy who has these visions. Yeah. I mean, it's I an unsolved that was actually one of the That was actually one of the first movies uh, Susan and I saw together. So what year was that? 2001. Oh, really? That late? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Cool. So, Heather Graham. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, did you see this, by the way? A jar full of Audrey 3. Going to have to partake in that at some point. There you go. I mean, you. Yes, I understand. I, I, I've, already, <laughs> I've already tasted the, the recipe. All right, so I guess that about wraps it up until next time. Oh, man, next time is going to be like coming towards the finale of the season. Season 4. Wow, October, the big month. I mean, we're already deep month. into spooky season. Fall has yeah. officially started. Pumpkins are exploding mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. Uh, but it's going to be Halloween. I'm already seeing Halloween decorations around town, around, uh, you know, on my commute to work. Pretty excited about that. But yeah, so we got, got no, we obviously got the, the, we got the Deddies, Deddies coming up. The Deddies coming up next month, yeah. Excited about that. Exciting things. Yeah. So fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for movies for season five, any tangents for the subjects you want us to go over, break down, anything like that, yeah, hit us up. Absolutely. Uh, Check us out. We are on uh, TikTok, Fans of the Dead Pod. We're on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Uh, go to fansofthedead.com. Get yourself a t-shirt. Uh, get yourself a hat, if you would like a hat, if you're a hat person. And, uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, check out our episodes. Uh, we're also on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, where you can check out us and a slew of other shows. There's quite a bit on there. Whatever um, whatever pops your toast for that. Hell yeah, whatever gets you off. 
<laughs> uh, Twitter and Blue Sky too. Yes, YouTube. You say TikTok? I did say TikTok. Nice. Yeah, hit us hit us up on our email and tell us a TikTok dance you want to see. We'll we'll try to do it. We'll we'll, we'll have one of our kids teach it to us. <laughs> All right. As always, have fun. Be safe. Peace. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.